Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse here from Flyers Alley. I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. It's a great podcast app. We use it for Flyers Alley. Basically, all you do is download the app, create a profile, and it's pretty self-explanatory. You record, you uh, publish it, and I believe within minutes, you're on your favorite podcast apps, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, the works. So, if you guys want to create your own podcast, the best way to go is Anchor Apps. We use it in the alley. You guys should too. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flyers Alley. I'm your host, Jesse Bell, and along with me, as always, Jake Long. What's going on, man? I know. <clears throat> How's it going, Jesse? Good, good. Everything sound good? Sounds good on my end. Okay. We got a little bit of delay between me and you, but that'll work itself out in a second. Yeah, we'll work it out. Before we get into it, <clears throat> Flyers Alley is sponsored by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and enter promo code Flyers Alley for your hemp derived CBD oils and functioning mushroom blends. Also, this week you can go onto the www.oldcitysports.com and get your Complex T-shirts, twenty bucks a pop. Whatever size you want, just message us and we'll get that done. And also, Flyers Alley, whatever size you want, get that done. Uh, we got a little bit to talk about, a lot more than I thought we were gonna have to talk about. Um, the fact that the Flyers are out now, um, a little little headache I feel, but at the same time, I am glad it's over. Um, couple things we about. Let's see. Uh, what is your? Actually, no, we'll just do this. Let's just start it off with this. Everybody that's out there listening, all the people watching now. Av is here to stay. And Jake, I definitely want to, everything I bring up on the screen. I definitely want to get your opinion. And then people in the crowd, whatever you want to say, you bring it up. We'll bring it up on the screen. And we'll answer you as well. Um, definitely give StreamYard your permission to, you know, see who you are so we can know who you are so we can talk to you and such. Um, AV is here to stay. Jake, how do you feel about that? 
I think it's a great move. I don't think he had much opportunity to coach this year. With It sucks to make the excuse, but the whole COVID week that we had where half the team was missing and then our schedule got condensed and didn't really allow him to coach, didn't really allow him to discipline him in practices where you correct things. So he was just pretty much winging it in-game and on the fly, and you, you could see it in the play. I lost your sound. I definitely didn't even realize it. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so a lot of people on social media are very surprised that he's here to stay. Um, I don't, like you said, I don't really see that being an issue. And I'm not. Lost you. Looks like I'm here by myself. I have no idea what the hell is going on, but. There we go. There you go. Sorry. Um, yeah, with that said, I don't see that being very surprised. Like, I'm not very surprised by him leaving. Or, or I'm actually surprised that people are saying that, that they want him to leave. Like you said, he hasn't really even coached an entire season yet. So I don't really understand why you're going to blame the guy that's not really on the ice. Um, that's my, my standpoint on it. I think you need to give him at least, you know, I think him and Nolan Patrick definitely stay in the same category of you guys get one more full season until you start evaluating that. So, Yeah, and – like you said, he hasn't got the coach in actual year. I mean, every team has to deal with it, but when you're a new head coach coming into a COVID season to begin with and then another COVID season pretty much, maybe next year with full fans in the stands, full practices, give this guy a chance, one more chance. I mean, and I'm sure that that's what the GM told him and the owner told him is, hey, A.V., you get one more year, let's see what you got, let's see if you can get this locker room back and then – after that, you move on if he if he doesn't you know work out. But you you have to give him a chance, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, like the complete obvious is you know he he Scott Gordon was the was the the coach. Everybody gets that confused. Is that Av wasn't the coach when we were in playoffs? Yeah, it was, it was Scott Gordon, and then the next season was. Uh, was him. Yeah. No, during the COVID, like, yeah, during COVID was, it was AV. Yeah, no, I mean, last year was AV, yeah. Right. So when COVID happened, well, in the playoffs, you know, it was Scott Gordon. So I don't, I don't understand what the, what the issue is. AV is a very tenured season coach. So. And he's, he's a coach that needs to have that practice time to discipline his guys and fix what's right. I don't think some coaches are probably better at adapting on the fly, but AV's a guy who needs to get things done in practice, not just in game. I mean, in game, yeah, you can make adjustments, but there's only so much you can do if you're not practicing. And a lot of the young guys we had looking at the fundamentals, they, they didn't practice them. They didn't get a chance to practice them. And they all went out the window when, when they, uh, when it came to game time. So, 
I just think AV and this whole Flyers young core needs the practice time to get it together. Yeah, I mean, everybody says – well, I've heard a lot of people say, I can't say everybody. Yeah, it's, it's not an excuse. Every other team is doing it. But, like, you know, some team – uh, the the big issue that I see with the Flyers, we'll get into we'll get into that. But one issue that I see that that um a lot of people aren't saying is the Flyers get a lot of their their wins from you know the, we we beat the shit out of Golden Knights every year. You know, there's teams out west, yep. there's teams in the Midwest that we beat, teams in Canada that we beat, teams down south that we beat. You know, that aren't in the the east eastern div, uh, division, aren't aren't a metro. So like we're completely taking that aspect out of a winning column. So, I mean, oh, hey, Scott. Hey, on. There we go. Definitely with a full season coming up and things starting to line up, I definitely see AB becoming the coach the team really needs. He will definitely be able to mold these guys into the players. Yeah, I can't agree with that. That's exact, exactly. I mean. Yep, exactly my thoughts, too. Hit the nail right on the head, Scott. I mean, I mean, what do you, you can't? I don't know. Like I said, like it, a lot of the wins that people are getting are inter interdivisional because they're they're only playing that team how many times? Like, yeah. But we also have like juggernauts that we struggle with every single year. So, yeah. Hopefully next season it's a normal schedule where you're not playing this. It's it's almost like baseball this year. You're playing the same team twice back to back, like. It was nice at first, like, cool, you're playing your division rivals, every game should be big, but I'd rather have it back to normal where you're playing different teams here and there. You're really seeing your skills against other top teams in the West, Canada, and even your own division. But playing teams back-to-back with no practice, I just I, – I didn't like it, and I can't wait for it to get back to normal. And we can't keep uh, changing coaches either. I mean, how many coaches have we had to pass – five years i mean it seems like every other year we're calling for a coach's head instead of blaming the players and i think it's time to start pointing the fingers at some of the vets on the team that when they seen we were struggling they didn't take the team and grab them and say hey we need to play better we need to do better I mean, of course they tell the press that we need to do better but everyone says that it's just different when you're saying to the guys in the locker room and the guys in the locker room are are respecting your your voice? I think AV just felt so much pressure once everything hit. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it's actually great that Jake's on here now because you know, I feel like some people. I'm not saying about you. Some people are, are, are typical Philly fans. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, Philadelphia sports fans, and then they actually get on, and you actually start seeing like what's going on, and then you say it out loud to other people, and you're like, okay, so like. You can't really blame the coach because he can only tell them what to, he can only tell them what to do. They have yeah. to do it. So like, I mean, that realization that a lot of Philly sports fans don't really have in the re, in, for, in a reality standpoint, like the coach can't like you know go out there and play for them. They have to do. He could set up a play that they still have to do it. So yeah, AV can definitely be pressure beyond belief. I mean. But he shouldn't feel that pressure because it's only his first year. Who the hell gets rid of their goal, their, their coach in the first year? Yeah. So, yeah I mean, exactly. I'm throwing last year out the window, even though we made a good playoff run and everything. I, 
it was his first year. It was COVID year. Again, another COVID year. Hopefully, like I said, the schedule gets back to normal. You can have some practice time and get things right. Get yeah, the locker room right. When the new season starts. And it's a full season. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. So, yep. Should be traveling to the West Coast, all that. Not this. You're staying on the East Coast. You're staying in Canada. You're staying on the West Coast. You're staying down South. It should be back to normal. And I'm ready for that. I'm ready for normal seasons in all sports, not just hockey, but I'm just ready to get back to somewhat, you know, a normal life, especially in the sports right. world. Yeah, I mean, especially with all the with all the um, the fans being in, you know, in in the in the stands, you know, that's going to be the other element that that they need. I mean, it's it, it's going to be better. I mean, and you're going to see a better. And everybody forgets it's a shortened season. You know, it's it's you need to lay off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Give it like I said, just give him another chance. If he shits the bed again this year, then you move on. But after two seasons where it's just you're playing the same people over and over again, you're missing guys for a week or two or a month. You know, give him a season where he has a full squad every week, besides injuries, which can happen to any team. But you're not getting guys out because they cough too much and then they, you know, they're on exactly. COVID protocol or they they touch somebody who might have had COVID and they're out. Like it's, I'm ready for a normal season. So, and give them one more shot, along yeah, he, with Nolan he, Patrick. Yeah, you gotta. He's he's gotta be involved in that situation. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Moving on. Uh, what went wrong this season? My first thing was. Um, Niskanen retiring right before the season. I think that's number one. It just hurt our young defensemen, especially Provorov. He needed that veteran presence on the top line with him. And losing Niskanen was bigger than I think any of us imagined because, oh my God, Niskanen retiring, it's all right. We'll bring out one of the young kids and, and we'll be fine. They have speed, they can play. But just having that mind in the locker room and on the ice especially during the COVID season where you're not getting practice, to be able to talk to a veteran about what's going on. I think they missed that big time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I don't think anyone, anyone, and there are people out there now that still say that Niskanen being gone isn't that big of an issue, but it's it's a huge issue. He may have been the one vet out there that all of those guys were talking to. Um, mm -hmm. He was the get it gone defenseman, um, and, and the thing that, that really bothers me is the fact that Myers didn't really step up. Sandheim stepped up for a little bit, but like not as much as he should have. I don't think they should go anywhere, but like they they definitely need a full season, and they didn't have a preseason, so you know yep. they they need to figure some shit out. But yeah, I I think in a whole what went wrong. I think it did start with Niskanen. Because because the goalie is going to react in a positive or a negative way if he can trust the defense. And obviously, he could uh, Carter Hart couldn't trust the defense, and then the defense didn't trust Carter Hart in turn, and it was just an absolute shit show. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And I think after the first few big bad games of Carter Hart, I mean, as you get to a goalie mentally, 
I mean, I think goalie is probably 90% mental. If you're in a groove and you're in a zone, then you're going to stop everything. And once a young kid hard, he got rattled a little bit. I mean, it is a bad sign, but the good thing is, is he's young. And I think that he's going to be okay for the future. So I don't want everyone to panic on Carter Hart. I know I have a couple times this season, but then I, I settled down after the game. You know, your initial reaction is like, ah, oh, he's not the franchise goalie. But then he's not you know, the game goes, the game goes by, and you you think about it a little bit. It's like, what is he? Twenty three years old. Like that's really young. He'll he'll get his shit together, and I think he's going to be our franchise goalie. Here we go. Got Will. Everything went wrong. A perfect storm. Yeah, I mean, and the and the, the thing is with that, yeah, everything did go wrong. But <clears throat> I don't I don't think people understand that it, it is like a chain reaction. Like when, when one when one you know gear breaks, the whole machine the machine can't operate. So I mean, you know, the defense the, the defense went down. I think that was first, and then the goalie went down, and then you got. You know, your your forwards uh, playing more, if not the same amount of uh, defense and offense, which you know they're gassing themselves and they're all over the ice. You know, I have no problem with everybody playing a two hundred foot game, but like every time they're on the ice, that's like defense yeah, is cool to do the job. Yeah. So I mean, and I don't I think I don't, the defense after yeah. getting screwed a lot, they started pressing offensively too. And I mean, how many times do you see you know? two-on-ones, three-on-twos, breakaways against this team because our defensive guys are pressing up because they feel like, oh, well, we're down a goal or two. We need to make up for our bad defensive play in the offensive zone, and it just didn't work out. Okay, like you said, chain reaction, boom, 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 and perfect which is, storm. Which is weird, too. Usually you, you would say, oh, the goal, the goal, the defense can't uh, – the goalie, uh, the defense doesn't trust the goalie, so then the defense is messed up, and then it goes to offense, and the offense is playing back. You know, it's it's, and I also think there was a huge problem with Gustafson was a huge issue because he he refused to play defense. He all he wanted to do was play offense, so he's categorized as an offensive, uh, defensive, uh, offensive man that that just didn't want to do the other half of his job. He just wanted to score. So like that, and like the scenario happens. What you're saying is that we're caught with our pants down, with no one back, or one guy back when it should be at least two guys back. So I think I think the offense got got torched a little bit too much, and I don't think people realize that. But at the same time, when they're supposed to be scoring, they're playing defense too. We are missing so. a pure scorer, though. That's oh yeah, the team's been lacking that for years. I can't remember. I mean, maybe Jeff Carter was the last pure scorer we had to where he could score goes, from anywhere on the ice. I could go on with this next one. What moves need to be made in the offseason? If you want me to start, I have two top free agents that I would love to have. Oh, first one, oh go ahead. First one is Tyson Berry, defenseman. I think – I mean, he's only 28, but he's still a veteran defenseman that we need at the blue line, and I think he would pair perfectly with uh, Provorov. And you're going to have to overpay for anybody in a free agency. It's just how sports work. If they're a free agent, 
there's going to be ten teams bidding on them, so you're going to have to overpay. So I'm probably looking at five to six, and if he has a lot of teams, maybe seven million a year, which I think the the Flyers eventually in the next couple of years are going to be out of the salary cap hell that they've been in. And then if we're going to go a winger, I think Zach Hyman is a perfect fit. He's the guy, like I said, that can score from anywhere on the ice and he's going to shoot the puck instead of look for a pretty pass like 90% of our forwards do. They just look to pass the puck. He's going to fire it on that from anywhere on the ice and he has a chance to put it in the net every time he shoots. And that's another guy who probably make five to seven million a year because of free agency. I would absolutely love to get Tyson Berry. Straight yeah. up. Like that's my number one. Yeah, he's uh he definitely needs to uh, he's oh, where the fuck is he is he in is he in uh Edmonton? Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm actually so, shocked that they haven't locked him in yet because of their their um their defense is, it has done. I don't get off the Flyers talk a little bit, but their defense has done better this year than they have done last year. Mm-hmm. But it's not to the point where I would I would not sign Tyson Berry. Yeah, I just so. think that their money's tied up in the top two guys. I mean, mm-hmm. hockey salary cap's pretty tight, so if you have two guys making top dollar in the NHL, you're probably not going to have much room to sign a top defenseman or top 20 defenseman. So you got to – So you get a young defenseman. Yeah. You get a young guy, Tyson Berry, who uh, – yeah, I'd like to have him. I also – I would uh, love to – Tie up uh, Montour that ever ended up not getting signed. Last I looked, he may be now, but a little bit a little while ago, uh, they were doing negotiations and it actually fell through. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm sure that they, I'm sure Florida locked them up there during the playoffs now. So I mean, yeah. Um, I would still Jamie Alexiak. You know. You, know, you kind of want you want the defenseman, but you also want to. You still need that physical aspect. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a, there's a couple guys. Uh, I would say that I would say them. Also, who was who was the one? Uh, Vince Dunn from the St. Louis Blues. I think they they re-signed him though. I don't know if he's back, if he's still on, on the block, but you know, it all depends on what they're willing to do, and that's that's the issue. Is it, I I hope that they do something in the off season because it doesn't. They didn't do anything during the season or the trade deadline, yeah. so. Yeah, I think they knew at the trade deadline that they didn't really – even if they made the playoffs, there was no hope in winning a cup. So why go and trade prospects for a rental or a guy who you're going to pay, you know, top dollar in the offseason and then, you know, tie your hands with the cap again because you're signing this guy because you had hopes of the Stanley Cup when, in all honesty – even if we got a top scorer, we weren't going anywhere in the playoffs this year. So I think they just stayed still, kept their prospects, and I think they're finally being patient, unlike other years where they're like, we're getting the top guy that's out there. I to trade that on, or if it's in the offseason, free agent, we're signing him. No matter what money he wants, we're getting him, and then we screw ourselves in the long run because then you can't sign the, the small little pieces to 
the physical guys like like I know you love. You can't sign these guys, even the small contracts, because you got all these huge ones that are taking up all your cap space, and you're just bringing up young prospects or just shitty veterans on a league minimum that aren't really contributing much to your team. Right. Oh, Scott. Scott, here we go. The best thing for Flyers offense right now is really to start bringing up the young players, the ones who are absolutely ready to get in the NHL. You can't hold them back in much longer. Give them a season, work with them, build them up. I'm sure with time and effort, we can have a dominant. Yeah. Um, so I agree with that, and that goes into one. <laughs> I guess you're – are you in my stream yard, Scott? Like, I don't even understand. Um, <laughs> what fan must have come up this year? And I, I kind of want to start this one. I was watching the, the Phantoms game last night. And uh, they were playing the Wilkes-Barre Penguins. Uh, Wade Allison got in the fight and literally completely torched this dude. Like, the dude tried to fall, and he just put, he picked him back up. And uppercuts, you know, is what was on was on the menu. So, I mean, he, um, he was pissed. And it was nice to see a young guy, you know, get in there like that. It was his first fight ever. And uh, no, he needs yeah. to play a full season with the Flyers. So, no doubt about yeah. that. He's number one. Needs to play. So, so the the, the issue is is <clears throat> there's there are a substantial, in my opinion, uh, there are a substantial amount of phantoms that need to come up because they're ready. Um, Wade Alice is one of them. Um, no, no, uh, no, uh, Jackson Cates. Is one of them. Um, I think you're going to see a lot with him. Uh, Zade Wisdom is another one. I think they're literally waiting. They let him play down there for one year, and then they're going to bring him up. Um, Tanner Lezinski is good, uh, but the the one that I think is the absolute, and I've seen nothing but amazing shit from, is uh, Zane McIntyre, and he's their goalie. He made like one of the best saves I've ever seen last hmm. night and it was just you know and it sucks because alex Lyon is not proving or doesn't get the chance to prove or it's just it sucks because you also have felix stands from down there carter hart's obviously the, the starter but i think you have a good mix of players that need to come up um if they don't joel Farabee needs to stay if they don't i mean you're gonna if they don't sign him if they don't figure out something with him i think that's going to set the stage for the rest of the guys uh, yeah there goes will Flash have a tunnel down. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So. My main guy is probably Tyson Forster. I know he's still young, but he's hurt now. He said, "Is he?" Yeah, he just fucking he he he's in a sling. They just outruled or ruled out um surgery, but he got, he got fucking boarded pretty bad the other night. So he'll probably be done the rest of the season because they're not doing a quarter cup this year, right? They no. It's, it's, Three yeah. yeah, so I mean, why risk him? Just let him let him heal. If it's not surgery based, and don't even risk him. Well, he's a young guy, like I said, and we need scoring. He's a guy that can score anywhere on the ice, and that's that's what we need to start seeing. And back to free agency, Tyson Berry, like he's young enough to where you can sign him to a five-year deal. So when all these young, even if next year is just 
you know, not a throwaway season, but a season to say, let's see what we have and bring like the young guys like up. a mediocre season. Yeah, before we go out and spend money because after next year, we should be good with, with money and cap space. So if you see these young guys are ready to go next season, anyone that you bring up and you're like, all right, now we're a few pieces away, then you can go out and spend money next offseason and then bring this young core together with some vets and then we're just – firing all cylinders from there yeah i think a lot of it has to has to be the young guys and to be honest uh ev is not a fan of rookies and such mm-hmm. and his other teams he refuses to bring them up which uh that 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 can't happen at this point um, yeah, and i think that's when the gm needs to step in and say hey this is our plan and maybe they did speak about it. That's why they said he's staying the coach. Maybe they spoke with AV and said, hey, this is our plan next year. We're bringing up young guys. And the GM has power over the roster. So he can say, um, I want these guys up. I don't care if you don't want to bring the young guys up or if you don't want to have a mediocre season because you're trying to you know, save face and win it all. But we need this. We have a lot of young talent down there that we need to see how they play before spending money or before trading these prospects away because we don't think they're going to work. Right. Yeah, see, there's there's guys down there like like Isaac Radcliffe who actually isn't, like, amounting to what he, he was supposed to. Yep. Um, so the, there's there's a couple of the guys down there that, that aren't even mentioned, like, worth mentioning. No offense to them, it's just that's what it is. But uh, like Connor Bonneman, I've always been a fan of Connor Bonneman, but he's actually looking like he's a, he's a a lifer when it comes to the Phantoms. Yep. You know, so we'll see. And then Cam York, you think he should start season to finish? I, I can't believe I forgot him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and Bobby Brink, you have another you have Bobby Brink's down there too. So I mean, the the, the you have you have two Bobby Brink and. Cam York are U.S. gold medalists in, in for the United States for hockey. So yeah, let them. Maybe Bobby Brink plays down there for a year, and then you bring him up. But Cam York's ready. He, he's absolutely ready. Yeah, he looked ready. I didn't much watch much of much of the last games because I just, like I said, it's become a chore. I just been not well, watching they're, the they're Phillies playing, a lot. Putting the Phantoms on TV a lot now because they're, they? playing, they're playing now. Right, so. Cool. Yeah. So Cam York and you know, there's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Zamula. I would use him too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, those guys they're they're down there doing their thing, and I absolutely think that some of the guys need one full year down there that actually means something in the AHL. But some of those guys need to come up. But then the 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 problem that's going to be is is who do you move to do that? Yeah. Wade Allison is speedy and has a great shot on him. He also has. Great playmaking skills and knows where to. Yeah, he's like he's not he. I don't know. I love that kid. So I mean, he can't. Really he knows where to be on the ice. He's in perfect spots every time. The puck finds him, and you can't ask much more than that. The Flyers will be able to bounce back. They just need a few young guys up and a few new vets. I don't even think they need the. So so how how does how does Giroux board that that gets into the expansion draft and you know yeah uh, uh, I think Brent made a good point uh, 
that if you look if you actually look at the uh, the expansion draft with uh, the Golden Knights, they didn't pick any young guys because you can't. The the way that it works is you can't you know if, if they don't have an NHL contract or they have one to two year contract you can't take them, so they kind of have to take the vets. So I think you're going to see Ghost or JVR go. That's I was just going to say that sucks because. I love Ghost, and I think he's going to be the guy that they take. I think he is, I, too. Nah, but I, 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 that also – so, but the thing is, is, is so if they do take JVR, who do you replace JVR with? You got to replace him with a young guy. Um, Zach Hyman? Well, I'm talking about inner, inner uh, franchise. Inner, yeah. So then you get rid of Ghost. Forrester? Well, I mean – yeah, I mean, you have you have those people. You have to take that leap, and and you have to let these guys come up. That's like all there is to it. Yeah. What's going on, brotherly love? Brotherly love uh, wrestling show is watching us right now. Um, I think Will's teaming up with them doing some cool stuff. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what needs to happen. You need to let these young kids play. And I honestly think it's gonna it's gonna figure itself out. Do you think about it? They all play with heart. Yep. I'm, so I mean, it's he's gonna trust them, but yeah, that'll go into this next one. Moving on, what's the goalie situation looking like? I'll let you, I mean, let you start that one off. It's hard to begin with. I mean, he's the franchise guy. They already put their all their eggs in that basket. You can't give up on him now, especially with the defense that was in front of them. Like you said, not trusting each other. I feel like having some practice and some veteran leadership will we'll get them back on page together. And then, I mean, maybe you start out with line as the backup. I mean, the past couple of games he has flashed some, you know, NHL capability. Mm-hmm. But then you got to start looking at, at your veterans. Who do you – Elliot's most likely – I it, the way they were honoring him, it seemed like he was going to retire – Scott, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would go yeah, with that. Um, the thing is, though, I would. I think the question should have been, um, should start off with, does Elliot resign? And and what happens there? And to be honest with you, I don't want him to resign. Yeah. Uh, that's another leap that this this franchise needs to take leaps, and they need to take them now when they got these guys to form them. And let AV form them with an entire year to figure out what they're going to do. And you know, you have the same old guys. Elliot knows what to do. It is what it is. But he also can't. He can't do what he had to do this year. You need two fresh young goalies that can run the mile, regardless. Like yeah. one can play more games. Uh, the, uh, if one gets hurt, one of them can play as much as they need them to. And then you got another guy down, like I said, Zane McIntyre. He can come up, you know, Felix Sandstrom can come up, you know. They have every problem, every problem, every problem solver down in, in Lehigh for every problem that we have. So, yeah. Elliot, I think, obviously he's been key, but, you know, he's got to go. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I think the way they kept honoring him at the end of the year and kept bringing his family out, it seemed like he was going to retire anyway. But maybe a cup contender comes out and says, hey, we'll throw you 
X amount of money if you come be our backup. I mean, of course you're going to sign that deal if you have a, a shot at a cup. But if I was him, I, I think it's mutual parting. I don't think he should return to the Flyers because it's just too much on his old body. And I don't think the Flyer should bring him in either because it's just it's like hit or miss with him. You know, he'll have a great game and he'll shit the bed. So yeah, it's mean, just time to move on and look in a different direction. He 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 had some key. You know, he he knows how to do his job. This is the thing. But at the same time, he think of it this way. This goes back to Hart and him. Um, if hold on a second, Scott. I'll put you up there in a second. I'll put you up there. No. Um, yeah, he's a free agent now. His 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 contract's up. Yeah, he's up. There's Just no season's up. I'll be right back. I gotta. These Roman cokes are getting to me. I gotta take a piss. <laughs> I get it. I'll be right back. There you go. All right, I'm back. Yeah, we lagged the entire time you were going. That was uh, the one thing that I'll miss about the pandemic, going to a game, is that it didn't take an hour and you didn't miss, you know, half a period of hockey or three innings of baseball or a whole quarter of football when you had to go to the bathroom, waiting in line down in Philly. Yeah, so – for everybody that was just telling me that they can't hear me, uh, you can text me. You don't have to put it up on the screen. I would appreciate it if you didn't do that again. Um, yeah, for some reason, when you just went away, everything just went to absolute shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. But, um, yeah, what I was saying was basically I don't see anybody, you know, having an issue with uh, up in Montreal with Carey Price. He's been absolute shit. Uh, you know, L.A. still has Jonathan Quick. So, I mean, you know, the, the goalie situation is not going to go the way that the, for the typical Philadelphia fan want it, wants it to go. So, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's just it's going to be fine. But uh, I, I think we have so much depth when it comes to goalies now, which is great. Now you're starting to have um, – you got a lot of defensemen that are, that, are that, that could be replaced, and, you know, you got a lot of things going on. So, I don't think we're going to have an issue when it comes to – um, the goalie situation, but I do think yeah. it should be line heart. 
just because I mean uh, Alex Lyon lost his spot when Carter when Carter Hart called out Elliott and I forget who the other goal I guess it was Mrazic or whoever the other ten fucking goalies were we had. You know. So they skipped Alex and Lyon. That's right. There is some veteran options out there too if you know Lyon's not happy with his role or we're just not happy with Lyon. It says uh, Halak's gonna be a free agent. Uh, Pekka Renee, but those guys are probably still going to get decent contracts. But if they're still around later in the offseason and they're not getting the contracts they want and we're not happy with our goalie situation, it wouldn't be bad to bring one of those vets in. There's quite a few on there that um, we could t- take a stab at just to back up Hart this year. Yeah, I mean, um, who was it? I, would, I honestly wouldn't mind Jonathan Bernier. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's Not. He, he's he's answered the you know he's been in some pretty serious situations, so I yeah. mean, it's uh there's some guys out there, but there's also some guys. I don't want to get a rental. That's I'm 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 above the rentals. Like I don't I don't want them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's what you're gonna get with any vet, pretty much any. Like Halak or Renee, it's probably gonna be a one year deal. So you're looking at more like a three year deal to just to lock them up behind heart for a while so they can work one, two together, build some like camaraderie together. Yeah. Which they should lock, they should lock a lock up. I mean, they should, they, some, they should, they should get him locked up at yeah. some point. I mean, that'd be, that'd be stupid. Cause I mean, what's his name? What, where he's in Boston, isn't he? Yeah. A lock's in Boston. So then, yeah, Tuka Rask is going to be around forever. He's also a free agent this year. I don't want him. I don't want anything to do. No, with I don't. Him. I don't either. I'm just saying. So they have two goalies out in the open market. So one of them is going to have to go because, like I said, free agency you always have to overpay most of the time, and especially for goalies, as we all know, with the whole Rizgala of uh, miscue yeah. that we had. <laughs> right. So yeah, Halak's pretty much probably going from the Bruins because I don't see that moving on from Rask. He's done too much for that organization for them to say, yeah, we're, we're moving on in a different direction. Right. Um, okay, we'll move on to this one. So the, the goalie one's always a, a good topic. I mean, so mm. take this one out. it's never ending in Philadelphia. Right. The goalie topic. <laughs> Does Sam Warren stay in the lineup next year? I don't think so. Really? You don't think so? I just think there's other young guys they can bring up. I mean, maybe to start the season and depending on what they do with, you know, the time and contracts and things like that, how a certain amount of time you play affects your next contract. So maybe that's why he plays and starts the season. But I think he's a good – a third defensive pair just to have that grit out there, that physicality that we lack. But I just don't see the Flyers looking at the same way that we do. I agree with Eric. Um, I want him to stay. Now, whether he does or not is a whole different ball game. But And that's me. I, I want him to stay, but I don't see the Flyers viewing him as a guy that they want to continue to build around. Right. I think they see other young prospects that they can bring up and plug in for him that's, uh, I guess, 
not as much as a risk and more of a reward. So Maureen's more like a, a super high risk, but like a mid-level reward. And other guys, it's a high risk and maybe a bit of higher ceiling. I think Maureen is what he is. He's just an animal. He's physical. He'll do the, the dirty work. And every team needs that, but I'm not sure. The NHL is moving more towards skill guys. I don't know. I, I uh, think it is. After that Ranger fucking capital shit, man. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, but at the same time, it's uh, – so my, my, my answer is, I know Scott you're out there. Uh, Scott, get your fucking answer in here. Um I say and someone else is out there, there's a couple couple other people watching. Um Yeah, so you you're not gonna the league is gonna do every every coach in the NHL is gonna start bringing up their goods. There's gonna be goods again now. Because that shit with Tom Wilson and then literally so the thing about the Tom Wilson thing was, um, and that's when actually I wanted to debut the Dusty Buttes earlier. We were going to do it like literally right after the playoffs or right before the playoffs. But uh, because I wanted to get that out. Um, if you look at it in slow motion, it looks absolutely fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at it in real time, it's just another scrum. It really just looks like something that happens in the league like once a week. That being said, Tom Wilson is an absolute piece of shit. So like he could have done what he did, but he didn't have to go into the into the into the, the penalty box flexing and shit like that. That says to me, also with the, the five thousand dollar fine they gave him, that's like a car payment. Nothing. Yeah. Right. So like the, the the problem is is that now it's it's out in the open that the NHL uh, player safety, George Paris, has absolutely no control over anything because someone higher up is telling them, now this is what you're going to do. So that's fine. But um, what's going to happen is, is now fighting is going to come back, and it's going to come back. The, I think that uh, the Rangers just fired uh, Quinn, their coach, because I think they he fired was, everyone. Yeah, I think he he was against it, or he was for it, either or, and they were like, look, we're not doing that. But it's the the seed has been has been planted. Like everyone is going to get one, and even if you listen, I suggest everybody go and listen to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. It's literally the fucking best hockey podcast besides the ones on the OCS network, obviously, um, out there. And the Ryan Reeves and it just they're all he gets all the good guys on there, and they honestly all think that it's come. It has to come back. I mean, it's and. It's, Okay. Do you think that's do you think that's because the NHL lost money with the pandemic and everything? Do you think they're trying to draw more people into the sport? Because I mean, NHL's always had trouble. Besides their loyal fan base, like guys like us that will watch all the time, no matter what. You know, flyers out. We're gonna watch playoff games and things like that. But right. just for your average fan, that's just like, oh, I want to go watch a hockey game because I want to see a fight. Like, do you think that's why they want to bring it back in? I think because of your Tom Wilsons um, and your – I mean, there's only a couple of them in the league right now that there's – actually, there's only two of them in the league right now that are selling tickets. Tom, the Washington Capitals fans are going to – uh, Tom Wilson's selling tickets for, for the Capitals, straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reeves is selling tickets for the, for the Golden Knights. That's what it is. They're the two sheriffs of the East and the West. 
So if they were smart, they would allow it because more people would come to the games. So, um, I mean, people love fights. That's what it is. If, if that was the case, the UFC wouldn't exist. Exactly. I was just going to say that. I said I love UFC because I like a good fight. I like to see people get knocked out. Exactly. And let's look at it. Last night with the with the with the uh, the the Phantoms game, uh, um, Wade Allison goes out there. The, the the Phantoms are down one nothing. Wade Allison goes out, fights the dude, gets his team revved up. Literally the next play, they score. It's tied one one. They ended up losing, I think, but still, like that, that's a that's a real piece of the game that you're you're getting rid yeah. of. Yep. So I mean, I say that I say that they they bring fucking fighting back. I say Sam Moran starts next year, and that's it. I mean, Tom Wilson will not fight. Sam Moore, he didn't. He didn't no. do it. He only He's fights people. Big, yeah. Well, he only fights people that he knows he win against. Yeah. So he might have a lot of injuries under his belt, but I think he will be the best option to keep on this team. I think that's true too. But at the same time, I can't play the devil's advocate with myself. I don't know if people do that, but I'm going to. Um, there are, like Jake said, there are other people that fought, but I don't think there's very many people that can fill the spot of being an enforcer and playing because he can fight too. Yep. Let's see. In some of these comments. Anthony Rangers a Capitals game. I strongly believe as well that the Goon area will slowly start. Era, Scott. Era. Um, as far as Moore goes, he needs to stay because he's. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's he's a good player. I'm I'm not, all for not it. I'm same way you guys are. I love that gritty play. I mean, I I play deck hockey, you know, I'm the same way. I'll go down and hit people even though you're not allowed, but it's just how I grew up watching the game. It's why I liked hockey because the fighting, the hitting, the physical, same with football. I like hitting people. It's just fun to do. It's fun to watch. You're legally allowed to hit somebody and not get in trouble for it. So, there's nothing better than watching a guy like Sam Warren come in and just level people and just want to punch someone's face in for his team. You know, you right. jump buddy, he's going to come in and whoop your ass. So I'm going to love him for it. I think they may, they might be bringing back the goons since they are coming into a different network. Yes, right. That's true. Yeah, that's That's, yeah I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Good idea. Good, uh, good look in there, Eric. That's huge for hockey. Facebook user, yeah, next time let uh, StreamYard, you know, let them uh, know who you are so we can know who you are. So we don't know who you are. I think it's it's purely for advertising. Newer fans look at it as a cool way to see fights on the – yeah. I mean, it's it's part of the – well, the phrase, I went to a fight and the hockey game broke out. Yep. I mean, people love it. I mean, I, I'd be lying if the reason I didn't start watching was, you know, watching Eric Lindros beat the shit out of Matthew Barnaby. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's how it is. It gets an attention getter, and then you're like, oh, shit, there's a game here. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually interesting. It's fun to watch, yeah. I came for the fight, but this thing they call hockey is pretty fucking cool, too. So I'm going to keep right. watching because there might be a fight during this hockey game. So New networks, right, Eric? Exactly. Oh. Goons are so important. Absolutely. They change the momentum of the game, and they do. I mean, and think of it, think of it like this, and I, I preach this like, like I'm a broken fucking record. Um, you know, it, 
who wouldn't play more comfortable knowing that, you know, Sam Morin's out there, you know, sheriff and the police in the ice. You know, mm-hmm. that's why the Golden Knights are so good, because they literally have the best fucking fighter in the league out there telling guys, I'm telling you right now, if you do that again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, yep. you know, they, of course they play better. The Golden Knights, are they, they have the best one in the league. So, I mean... Yeah, you got, you got to bring it back. I love the fact that I knew like putting that on flyers alley as the as a, a question was going to be flyer. I didn't expect it to be this good, but I want to see some Gordy Howe hat tricks going here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> exactly. So, think of it that way. That there's you know some of these guys. The thing about Tom Wilson is he he can score. I hate when people say oh uh, he does this and that. He doesn't score that much. That goal we had last night was fucking. Nasty yeah. though, that was just a perfect shot. Yeah, I'm not saying he can't score, but like, he's not a scorer. Like, he's not like a, he's not like a, a, a pl- an actual player, like a relevant player that can score that scores all the time. Like, he's he's a big guy that you know he can shoot and such. But I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, that's the reason he's still on the on the, the Capitals is because he can he can score and yeah. And play. I wouldn't give him top dollar money as a top forward, but he's the guy that if he was on the Flyers, we'd love him. There'd be Tom Wilson jerseys everywhere. Oh, absolutely. You can't can't deny that. He would sell like a maniac in Philadelphia. But at the same time, how about this scenario? Would you rather have Tom Wilson because he can score, or would you rather have Ryan Reeves who can score, but he's Ryan Reeves? Like which one do you take in 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 a deal? Right now, I'd take any of them, but I would Reeves, I haven't followed. Yeah, I, I know you, you're real big into Reeves. I haven't followed him too much. I mean, I see Tom Wilson just more because he's on the Capitals, so we we see him a lot more right. than Ryan Reeves. So I'd have to do more research into Reeves, but I've, I know you talk about him a lot, and he seems like a great player, so – like I said, I would take either one. As long as there's someone that's going to protect our guys, our young guys, and beat the shit out of someone who's trying to take a run at them or take a shot at them, and they can right. also play the game of hockey, then hell yeah, it's. So I can I can try that. to sell I can try sell sell um, him to you right now. He basically, I mean, he was the one that that you know concussed Tom Wilson, and then was signing his name on pictures of it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I'll <laughs> so, take that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's on that one that one podcast I listened to, dropping the gloves with John Scott. He was on there last week, and you know John Scott had Curtis Gabriel on there in the prior couple episodes. Before he had him on there, he basically told him that he thought he was a joke. And you know he gets Ryan Reeves on there because now Ryan Reeves and and Curtis Gabriel have a beef because Gabriel is literally a fucking moron. Um, he said the the dude just runs around. And he's just like constantly just doing dumb shit. His chirps are horrible. Like he said that Ryan Reeves doesn't like the game anymore because he doesn't like getting punched in the face. So like he's just he's just bad at it, and he doesn't win fights ever. So like even Gabriel, like like even the whole even the thing with Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson like legitimately did what he did the other the other week with the Rangers. Like Ryan Reeves has like so he can turn off the the button. Like, he can turn off the rage. Tom Wilson's out there, like, legitimately trying to kill people. Yeah, my thing is, is that if you – I know you're not a big stats guy. If you look at the stats, it's Tom Wilson 99.9% of the time over 
Reeves. Oh, well, that, that's my point is that Reeves doesn't score like that. Yeah, not even close. I mean, Reeves has like five points this season. Right. Tom Wilson has 33 with a plus minus of one. Uh, Reeves is a plus minus of zero. So, I mean, with Tom Wilson, you're getting a nutcase. He's also, I think, five pounds heavier, two inches taller. Reeves is 6'2", Wilson's 6'4". Oh, no, no, they, don't, they don't match up on the ice. Like, Reeves yeah. kicks his ass every, every time they fight. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you keep – but still, you're getting a guy who's willing to fight in Tom Wilson, but he's also putting up good numbers. I mean, 33 points in 47 games played is pretty good. No, yeah, I, I understand. Anyway, we're not getting any of those guys, but that's the type of guy we need. If Even if we just had a Reeves on the fourth line, who is a, has a plus minus of zero, and you're in the fourth line's third, what is he? Yeah, he's probably third or fourth line, right? Reeves? I think he's, I think he's fourth. Right. Yeah, so if you're yeah. having – if you have a plus minus of zero on the fourth line, that's still pretty good. If you're – even or just under negative or positive in the fourth line because you're usually your checking line, so you're usually going out there against a top top forward line trying trying to shut them down. Right. So having a plus minus that's even is pretty damn good, and then you can beat someone's facing. Yeah, I'll take them on my fourth line any any day of the week, and yeah. that's a guy that the Flyers are lacking. Yeah, I mean, that's if I want a guy, good. If I want a guy who. Uh, Who's going to score? I want him to stick to scoring. I don't care if he's going to beat someone's face. I want him to score. But if I have a guy who wants to beat someone's face in, I want him to beat someone's face in. I also don't care if he scores, if he's going to shut people down. Right. Yeah, I think the big thing is is the fact that, <clears throat> you know, yeah, that's a good point. I, I would take either one of them. I, would, I wouldn't be upset with Tom Wilson. I would rather Ryan Reeves because I'm a fan of Ryan Reeves. But – I guess scoring is good too, but yeah, I'd take either one of them. So yeah, and Reeves is probably ten times cheaper than Wilson. Wilson's a top two line guy, and like I said, Reeves is a fourth line guy who's still giving you quality minutes, and it's going to stick up for your team and can turn a game around with a fight or a big hit. You know, get people going. Right. Yeah, I could agree with all of that. Let's uh, let's get. So, or I'll put this up on the screen for a little while so you can see it so you don't have to look at everything else. Um, cup predictions. So, um, they're going on right now. I, I believe uh, Boston lost last night uh, yep. against Washington. Overtime. So, yeah. Penguins are currently leading 2-1 to one in the second period with two minutes to go. So let's go down the line, Jake. Who do you think is making it to the second round between? Yeah, we'll go. I'll go down the line. We'll go um, Penguins, Islanders. Okay. Um, I hate to say I want the Islanders, but I'm going to say the Penguins are going to win. So I said Islanders. We won't do games, though. Okay. That's it gets complicated when you do how many games, how many points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we have. Okay, I guess I guess you guys are gonna chime in. Eric says the Penguins. Okay, okay, yeah, fuck me. Right. Yeah, I just think that yeah, fuck the Penguins, but I still think that they just have the veteran leadership over the Islanders do too, but they don't have as much playoff experience as everyone in the Penguins, and they're just firing. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now, is the Penguins. So, 
I think they keep Agreed. rolling over the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. The the Penguin hatred is over for me. It's I don't. It's not there anymore. Um. So I I would say that I like them to win, but I don't. I mean, I just I still think that they're gonna they're gonna win. Uh, Scott says Islanders. I said Islanders as well. So, you know, um, Boston and Capitals. <clears throat> I'm going Capitals. Jesus. I, I just think ball. they have that offensive firepower. I mean, Bruins are too, and the Bruins are really hot, but Capitals always seem to, to find ways to win when they need to, just like last night. Came back and they uh, Bruins came back and tied it, and then they watched and kept their cool and, and won it every time. Lucky goal. I mean, it was a pretty weak goal that Rask let in, but hey, that could change the series. Might get into Rask's head. So, right. Eric Moore says caps. Um, that's a tough one, but I'm going to go with the caps on this one. Scott says caps too. I, I say Boston because, you know, they can also do. Um, they can work miracles. So I mean, this is the two teams that, like, when it comes down to like clutch time, they can literally they can really perform and switch the the momentum of a game within seconds. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went Boston on that one. Yeah, I think that series. I think the two series we talked about so far so far is a coin flip. It could go either way because the teams are pretty evenly matched. Absolutely, absolutely. The, um, this is the one that I, I think is really interesting because it's kind of like a shit game. Carolina and Nashville. I took Carolina because I, I just think that Nashville is the, the one of the two teams in the entire playoffs that just don't belong. Uh, yeah. if, if, if they get past the, this round, they're going to get destroyed by every, anybody they go against. So I took, yeah, I took I'm Carolina. Going, I'm going Carolina too. For the same reasons you said. I just... I think Nashville luckily fell into the playoffs, and there's not much momentum there. There's not much talent there, and I think Carolina is just way better coach, and they'll roll. I think I know we're not doing games, but I think that's a five-game series. Nashville might steal one. Yeah, Nashville might steal one from them. That's about it. Eric Moore says Nashville. Sounds like he put some money on them. I could definitely agree with it. I could definitely agree with both of you. Says so Scott. So Scott's going Carolina. You got to represent Rob Rob Brindamore. Come on. Yep. Yep. So, and he, I think I, I mean, and you know, I don't, I don't know. They're they're a good team. <clears throat> they're a bunch of jerks. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think uh, the Predators are making it out of that. Um. This is my favorite matchup because it has one of my. Um, and it's a bold move on my part, and I'm gonna get torched for this. But uh, the Florida versus the battle of the panhandle between Florida and Tampa Bay. I will let everybody else go first. Obviously, since Scott and Eric are both going at. Um, I'm, I'm going Tampa. I just again, just the playoff experience. I think overwhelms. I think it'll be a good series, but I think. Tampa in the end just has too much experience in the playoffs over over Florida, and Florida seems to be good every once in a while, and then they choke in the playoffs. So I'm going Tampa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm gonna get this off the screen now. <laughs> the second way. 
Eat it up on the screen. No, no, I got it right here next to me, so I'm good. Okay, I got it here too. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric says, Eric says Tampa. And I can see why that's an easy, that's an easy, you know, win. But, you know. Um, uh, that was Chris Webman. That was uh, the Facebook user. I'll have to talk to him at a later date and get him hooked up. Um, let's, oh, okay. Scott says, Scott Hughes says Tampa, since they are great, well-rounded, and strong offensive defense, along with goaltending. Yeah, so I basically knew it was going to go that way with all of you guys. I pick um, Florida in the in actually the final. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think they've made strides, like huge strides. They also have Joel Quenneville as their coach. And I think everybody forgets Coach Q went down there and didn't come to the Flyers. Um, they also have Keith Yandel. I mean, how can you hate Keith Yandel? Yeah, yeah. I think if Florida does make it out of this round against Tampa, they do go on to the final. I'm not sure about the Cup Finals, but I don't know what they're calling it now. If it's the Conference Finals or whatever the hell it is, because everything's so rearranged that. So I'll just say, what is that? The they they I think they would beat Carolina in the second round if they did get past Tampa. I just don't see them getting past Tampa. Whoever wins that series, I think, beats Carolina in the second round. Eric Moore, knock it off. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> That's not true at all. Goodness is now the enemy. I'm sorry. Just, just, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I have them going to the final. So, <clears throat> um, I took a chance. Um, we get into the the West. So Will have actually already said that he would take Vegas. So is that Vegas against? So Vegas plays Minnesota. So, um, yeah, I I'm guess. going Vegas. Yeah, I, I went Vegas as well. I also have Vegas is also I have one of two teams that I think are going to get into the final on that that uh, on the West, and that's uh, they're one of them. I think it's going to be Vegas and Florida, but at the same time, if it ends up being Vegas and Florida, I have uh, Vegas destroying Florida. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where you are, Scott, but we're moving on. So Vegas against Minnesota, Vegas. I think they're, they're going to beat Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. Got one. So Vegas, there you go. And Eric Vegas. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, and it's actually it's actually crazy because I would like if 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 Minnesota wasn't playing Vegas and they were playing, like, say, the Blues or anybody else on that side, I would say Minnesota because I think I want them to get something because they're actually relevant this year and they haven't been in so long. Yeah. But, you know, that's not how it works. But, but yeah, I think Vegas, Vegas is too good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, St. Louis versus the Avs. Colorado. I have them going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, they they were gonna be my third, but I backed off. Um, yeah, I don't think it's funny because Brent, the the host of the Dusty Butte, says that he actually has he's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. He has Maple Leafs, and he says it's unbiased, but you know, obviously it's not very unbiased. Um, going to the, to the cup, 
Um, I don't think. Um, I think the Avalanche are going to take this. He also said something very interesting, saying that if the Blues make it out of that game, that they're going to go to they're they're going to make a run. I don't think that's the case either because Ryan O'Reilly already fucking he already kicks them over and said that they were going to win. So yeah, I just don't see them even having a chance against the Avalanche. To be honest, I think the Avalanche are too damn good. Eric says Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche are a good team, man. And Scott says St. Louis. Oh, good God, Scott, come on. Hey, they have a chance, though. They, they have tenure. If they get out, I don't see them going anywhere. They're, I, just, I just don't see it. Um, moving on, you have Winnipeg and the Oilers playing. Winnipeg and Edmonton playing. Um, I actually had Edmonton kind of taking this one. Me too, and if I had to pick a team that I want to win, it's Edmonton, just because I like McDavid. I love watching him play. He's just so fun to watch. So if I had a team that I'm rooting for in the playoffs, it's probably Edmonton right now. So I'm taking them over Winnipeg. Okay. Eric says, Eric Moore says the Jets, which they're, they're a good team. I think they're a little underrated this year. No doubt. Good no doubt. The thing is, too, with, with Edmonton is they're not solid still yet. Uh, their goalie, Mike Smith, has been playing good this year. But, I mean, if he gets on a, a bad streak, they're fucking done. Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, the main reason I didn't take them is because – but at the same time, I would love to see McDavid and – um, and or Matthews win a cup just because they, they, they break records and they have nothing to show for it. Like Yeah. And I would the, love to see Toronto Edmonton in round two. I mean, how much more of a playoff series could you ask for in round two of the playoffs than seeing Edmonton Toronto? Your two faces of the NHL coming up. Also Matthews and Conor McDavid. You can't ask for a better series than that if you're the NHL. I would definitely say the Oilers because they were always a rebuild team. I think they want it more than the Jets right now. I don't know if they necessarily want it more than the Jets. I think it, it makes more sense for them to, to move on than the Jets. You know, The Jets haven't been the same since uh, Dustin Bufflin left. Good? Yeah, I don't know what the hell just happened. There we go. Um, but yeah, so that's fine. Pause. Um, this actually gets to the next one is uh, the, the Habs versus the Maple Leafs. And uh, I talked about earlier there being two teams in the, in the Cup uh, playoffs that don't belong in, and the other ones that the, the Habs. Um, I think that the Canadian, I think the the Maple Leafs are going to absolutely destroy the, the the Canadians. Yeah, I don't think that's a series whatsoever. Toronto dislike Montreal. I don't know what that means, Eric. Um, but um, I'm going to take it as that Toronto doesn't like Montreal. Um, 
if the thing is about that is if if the Toronto Maple Leafs make it out of this this series, they, I mean, well, not the Habitats make it out of this series, um, they're gonna get destroyed by everybody. Sorry, I'm telling my son to grab me a beer. Uh, there you go. My <laughs> I, 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 see, I, I see a, I see a drinking session happening in my near future, so I'm not, I'm not gonna do it just quite yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't see them. I don't see the the Habs winning. We all know the Habs will take. will take it. Thanks, buddy. You think the Habs? You think the Canadians are gonna win, Scott? Wow. Old statement. You're lucky Brent's not on here. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do it. I think the Habs are gonna win. I think so. Who are dude, you rooting for in the in the playoffs? Like since the Flyers are out, there's a team that you want to follow that you're like, all right, this is my team in this playoffs. The Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, I can get behind so. that. I'd like to see them do something. They have always been a strong team. Scott, Scott what, what the fuck is happening right now? Everybody's allowed to have an opinion on here, but I mean, come on. All right, you can take them. Oh, Will comes through with the Hurricanes. <clears throat> yeah, Hurricanes are going to beat yeah, Nashville. <laughs> Agreed. Score up the... Yeah, I'm rolling with Edmonton, like I said before. I just... Love Connor McDavid. I like like their uniforms. If I had to go another one, probably Vegas, just because they're a newer team and that's Las Vegas. It's pretty cool, you know, a sight to see. So that would be my two teams that I had to roll with. But my number one is Edmonton that I'm going to be getting behind for the playoffs. I am going to take Florida, but if Florida doesn't make it, which there's a there's a pretty good chance that they won't get past the. the they go, yeah, uh, they got a tough draw right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. But I do see them, I mean, think about it. I, I do see them taking whoever wins. If it's, if it's Even if it is the Predators that come out of that series and Carolina, they're taking both of them. So. Yeah, I think whoever wins the Florida-Tampa series is going to win it the next round. Oh, this guy's back. Here we go. This is the this is the guy. What's going on, Simon? Simon was actually the one arguing with Brent the other day on all the <laughs> dusty all the dusty buttes. At least you said he's from, the seven. Yeah, he's gonna, he's he's from much. He's from Quebec. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have an opinion, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna torture. So I tried to be the the medium between those two yesterday. And just was fucking, I'm not that guy. So. Uh, um, Got Vegas, yeah. Let's see Vegas do it. There we go. Jesus. Yeah. So this, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get too much of a, you know, a snake here, man. It's a Flyers show, so your opinion is definitely warranted. So it's all good. Um. That said. Um, I think it's probably a good time to wrap it up. I did have another segment, but I don't know if you have it. Kind of are like running pretty far here. It was um, mm-hmm. uh, draft prospect alert. I don't know if you had anything. If you do, I have a but- couple of them because yeah, I have 
I looked at a few mock drafts, and it seems to be the three guys, same three guys they had the Flyers taking. It's Mason McTavish, Carson Lambos, and William Eklund is the three prospects I see. And I think I looked at five or six mock drafts, and it's one of those three in every mock draft. This, this guy is just trolling the shit out of us right now. <laughs> he called it the flower. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about the guys that are underneath of the uh, the HL, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, whoever's whoever's doing the scouting for the the Flyers organization is definitely kicking ass lately. So yeah, um, well, I'm happy yeah, with it. Strong. I was looking at mock drafts, and then I, anyone that had the Flyers taken, that's who I was looking into. And so, Mason, I'm not sure if it's McTavish, McTavish. I haven't looked up how to say his name, but he's a center. They said he's like Forrester, who can score from anywhere on the ice. So they're not sure if the Flyers would want to draft him because they just drafted a guy in the first round last year with the same skill set, and then. Um, they have Carson Lambos, who's also 18 years old. They said he's probably going to go in the top 20. The Flyers could take him at 13, 14, wherever we end up landing. And he's basically just real energetic. They said you'll see him all over the ice. He has good puck movement, and he can fly around, which I'm not complaining if they get a guy like that. Not, not at all. The third guy is William Eklund, who – I think it's going to be gone before we pick because a lot of a lot of prospect lists, I see him in, like, the top six. So if he falls to us, we, we have to take him. If he falls out low, he's more of a, a playmaker. They said he sees the ice, like, perfectly. So And he's a left winger, also 18-year-old. Smaller guy, smaller than McTavish, but it just has great playmaking ability. So right there, those are the three top prospects I've been looking at because – like I said, six mock drafts I've seen. It's been one of those three guys. And as it gets closer to the draft, I'll keep an eye on it, see other mock drafts, look at other prospects, and see who might be our best option. But right now, I feel like one of those three. If Eklund falls to us, then that's got to be the pick. So. It all sounds good to me. I mean, just keep, it, keep that uh, pipeline filled. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. Simon Deschanese, I, I don't know how to speak your name because I'm from Philadelphia. So, uh, Brett would be the one. from. He's from Toronto. Um, I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. So, um, I don't know, man. But uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> um, I don't know if he was trying to pull something on the players or something. I don't know what we're doing, but it is what it is. I think he's, like, young. I'm not even attempting mm-hmm. to talk with this shit. Um, again... Uh Alley is sponsored by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and enter promo code Flyers Alley to get your hemp derived CD, CBD oils and functional mushroom blends. Also, if you guys are interested in any of the shows on the network's merchandise, the complex 444 Philly sport, Sports Show. Uh, they have T-shirts, twenty dollars a pop. Any size you need, let us know. Also, Flyers Alley, same deal, twenty bucks. 
whatever size you guys need, let us know. We're going to have everything set up on our site soon, just basically trying to figure out all the quirks. Um, also, we have uh, check out Backstabbers Wrestling Podcast, the Complex 444 Sports, uh, the three-pointer NBA and NCAA football show, dropping the mics with Brent Clemmer every day at 5 o'clock, and the Dusty Buttes Hockey Show, all at www.oldcitysports.com. Um, is this guy still going? These shows going. Okay, man. Like, I don't think you understand that this is not a we're – not, we're not from Canada either, so, like, I could really give two shits about what you're saying right now. So let's just end that with that. Jake, always a good time. Um, good time, sir. This is actually the last uh, weekly show by um, uh, Flyers Alley due to the fact that we are not even in the playoffs. So until September when the uh, preseason starts, uh, we'll be good monthly. Um, I will have Wade. Uh, he's not here today. And I will have Jake uh, along with me on the Dusty Buttes. And uh, just as guests every now and then, we're, going that, we're doing that twice a month. So, yeah, Eric said the complex days at 4 o'clock. Come check that out. Um, check it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll wrap that up. You guys have a good weekend. And uh, or have a good week. And uh, we'll see you guys next month. Yes, sir. Take it easy, guys. Nice talking to you guys.